I'm here with Dr. Corey T. He's a board member at Patterson's Public School District in Patterson, New Jersey. Thank you, Dr. T. You're welcome. For joining to us today. Glad to be here. Define equity in education for your school district. Okay, um, you know, equity's been a very big uh, piece for me because over the years, we've had many people come before us and try to um, mix equality with equity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's first talk about equality. Equality is pretty much everyone getting the same amount of, of things, let's say funding, for instance, for districts across the board. But when you talk about equity, it's making sure that each person has enough to match up. So there might be a district that needs a little more funding so that they can be streamlined with other proficient districts. And in New Jersey, we've had issues with that for quite a few years. It's starting to trend upward, but the issue has been equity because if you have a district, first of all, every student is supposed to be provided with a thorough and efficient education. Mm -hmm. So that means if there's a struggling district and they need some more services or more funding to help them reach that level that the other districts around them are getting, then that's what needs to happen. That's where the equity piece comes in. Okay. Elaborate on the actual um, implementations, the processes that you have in place for your students to start receiving the things that they need. Okay, so a few years ago, in 2008, there was a landmark decision in New Jersey uh, called the School Funding Reform Act. Okay. And what that set in motion was the New Jersey Supreme Court ruled that, you know, Patterson Public Schools was actually deserving of more funding, or they had been underfunded based on uh, the School Funding Reform Act formula when they okay. finally came into place. So what we're doing as a district right now, until more of those funds become available, is to educate the parents on the process okay. as to how the funds are going to be distributed. Uh, we provide seminars. We provide, the district also provides uh, town hall, virtual town halls. We have a very good superintendent. And what we're really doing right now is the process of just educating the parents on why we're underfunded and what steps the governor and the Department of Education is taking to make sure that we're funded correctly. Okay. Are you having a good turnout with the parent numbers showing up for these forums and uh, yes. a virtual? I would say that virtually it's been more okay. than in person. That was one of the, that's one of the turning points with, because I know, I know we've been looking at the new normal right. and there's been a lot of controversy and, and, and negative spins on it, but positive thing is a lot more parents, because I guess they feel comfortable with it being online. Right, right. You might have parents who just can't make, they have to work two or three jobs. So they can easily just log in and listen. Right. So the attendance is is unbelievable. It's, it's double and triple as opposed to having parents physically come out. Are you seeing a difference with the students with the now with parents being more involved with what's going on in your district? Yes, and I and I actually see that students are asking more questions now than they than they normally would in the past. Um, I think the turning the turning point for our district was in 2019, because okay. there were a lot of uh, social issues that took place as well. You know, police brutality and things of that nature, and so parents wanted to know more about you know critical race theory. Because I'm, right. I'm a critical race theory student myself, so. I guess because they wanted to know more about that, 
while we were teaching and showing that information, we were able to slide in other information about the district so they become more engaged in what's going on in our school system. To make sure and to understand that, you know, systematic racism is not just, let's say, in the, in the streets or in other places, but it's right. also in school, in the school mm -hmm. system. And Very you look much. at the, the, the contextual uh, work that goes into curriculums and so forth, and a lot of them are racially biased. Right. So when you start explaining it that way, parents want to listen in and hear, hey, what's that all about? Right. You know, Amistad and things of that nature. Right, right. Tell me or explain the role of the school board in an urban, urban setting. Okay, the role of a school board or a school board member's responsibility is to set policy. Um, we basically drive the direction that the district goes in through policy. We have one employee, and I try to tell board members this all over the country that we have one employee as board members, and that's a superintendent. Right. So it's not the role of a board member to micromanage, mm -hmm. to go into the buildings, to ask the maintenance to do this or do that. Our responsibility is to set policies, and we're, we're essentially a legislation. So we, we set policies, and of course, if there's issues that are brought to us, instead of going directly to a department head or a teacher or a principal, we, we, we talk to our employee, the person that we elected or, or we selected to be right. the leader mm -hmm. or the chief school administrator. So essentially our job as school board members is to set and draft and create policies that push and drive the district in the way that we think it should go for our children. Okay. You talked about how the state uh, took over your school district mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years back and how they took the art out of the school. Yes, and how important is art to be in the public school setting? It, it, it's extremely important because art, art allows the student to actually explore everything there is to know about themselves mm -hmm. and even what's going on outside of them. You know, you, you have a lot of students that may not necessarily be good test takers, but right. they know how to express themselves through art. Okay. You know, and, and that's one of the things that we're trying to push, where let's say if a student is not the best, I, I'm not the best in, in test taking right, per se, right, right. but if we can, if we can, you know, kind of change the format to where if you're able to draw this, you know, we can, we can work with you in passing and getting you through. Right. Or if you're able to sing this, if you're in the music class, if you're able to sing this song, we can be able to push you through. Because a, a lot of children are not necessarily good test takers, but they know how to express themselves when it comes to art. And I think that was one of the most devastating things. I think it was about 22 years ago, the first thing that the state wanted was to remove uh, art. And that was devastating uh, to our district. But now that we're seeing the superintendent that we have now implementing it more, we're seeing a turnaround because students are actually able to express themselves, especially going back to critical race theory. You have students who are creating uh, spoken word pieces right. about police brutality and things okay. like that. And they're able okay. to put themselves into right. the moment. So mm. this is awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where were you when the art was being taken away? How did that make you react? Yeah, I was in, let me see, what year was that? I was in seventh grade when that happened. Okay. And, and you know, being that young, I didn't necessarily know what was going on. Okay. We just knew that there was no more music class. Mm. And we didn't know what was going on because we, you know, a couple of people in my class, we love music, we love to sing. And we found out from our music and teacher who still found a way to meet with us at the YMCA after school to do like musical right, sessions right, and things. Okay. But when we found out that music was being taken away at the moment, I really didn't know what was going on because I was so young. So it took some years later for me to understand exactly how that came to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we got the art back in the public school system yes. there, right? Yes. Okay. 
That's good. good. Where can our listeners find you or contact you for more information? Okay, they can go to my Facebook page, uh, Corey L. Teague, and that's on Facebook. On Instagram, they can go to Dr. Teague at Instagram. And uh, you can find me there. All my contact information is listed there. Okay. So it's, it's not hard to find me. Okay. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for joining us, Dr. Yes, T. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'm Alexis Flowers with issuesinteducation.net. Thank you. All right.